Live from Southern California, this is the Jim Rome Show. Believe it or not, the Yankees and the Padres both won 82 games last year. Both teams, 82 and 80, which is kind of shocking because if you ask fans of either team, both teams were unmitigated disasters last year. Very similar clubs in the sense that they had very similar payrolls. Similar payrolls, similar expectations, and a similar failure to meet any of those expectations or even come remotely close. But finally, after that slow motion, Juan Soto trade was finally realized or finalized last night. And now it seems like these two teams have a much clearer vision of the future. Also, two teams that are now moving in opposite directions. Man, when things go, when things change, they change quickly. For instance, the Juan Soto to the Yankees trade is franchise-altering for both teams, but in different ways. For the Yankees, it is a real Yankee move, and for the first time in a long time. The kind of move that Yankee fan has been desperate for, clamoring for. The kind of move that Yankee lineup desperately needed. Because excluding Aaron Judge, and I don't care what other bats have been in that lineup the last couple of years, that lineup has been straight up horrendous the last couple of seasons. They needed something. They needed pop badly. They needed a lefty bat badly. They needed a dude who fits what they do, namely, sees a lot of pitches, hits a lot of bombs. And if there's one guy that fits that profile perfectly, it's Juan Soto. Potentially a slam dunk for the Yankees. A slam dunk because this dude is already a generational bat. And he arguably hasn't even entered his prime yet. But I say potentially because he has only one year left on that deal. And him re-upping is obviously the Yankees' plan. It's the Yankees' desire, but that's no lock. One, he's represented by Scott Boris. Two, what if the Yankee experience somehow is a bad one? What if this season somehow goes sideways for him or for them? I mean, there absolutely is risk in this. That said, the Yankees had to take that big swing. They had to get it done. Because to not do so and have another crappy year and sink even further into irrelevance would have been the biggest risk of all. They had to do this. They had no choice. On the flip side, I would say the same thing about the Padres. They had to do this. They had no choice. But for them, it's extremely bittersweet. Yes, they did all right in this trade. They did. They did aight in this trade. In fact, better than aight. They did aight plus. But they didn't bring this dude in to move him. They brought this dude in to shock the world and make San Diego not only America's finest city, but America's finest baseball team. And it damn near worked, right? It damn near worked until it didn't. That championship window now is no longer open. It's shut. It's shut. It was open. It's shut. The question is, is it painted over and nailed shut? Time will tell. But they did what they had to do because there was no way in hell they were going to re-sign Soto. We know this. They had to get what they could get. We know that. And considering everybody in baseball knew that they had to move this guy, 
That's going to hurt their leverage. They actually made out pretty well. Even if they didn't get any monsters in return, they did get quality. They did get arms, multiple arms, and they got some depth. In fact, what I'm saying is they got something, which is more than nothing, which is exactly what the Angels got for Shohei. Hey, speaking of which, Shohei, my dude, let me ask you something. What's your dog's name? Just kidding. Don't block me. Don't block me, Shohei. So, where does that leave us? Yankee fan is hyped. These tools are depressed. That's what's in. Both teams had to make this deal for very different reasons. Padre fan, it was awesome, wasn't it? It was awesome until it wasn't. Yankee fan, maybe it can be awesome once again. I don't know what's going to happen long term, but at least for one year, it's going to be pretty awesome, potentially. But to do nothing would have been even more devastating than San Diego fan watching a future Hall of Famer walk out that door, entering the prime of his career. But once again, they did get arms and catching and depth. And that's a lot more than what the Angels got for Shohei, namely a rosin bag. You know, Brian Cashman's got to be feeling pretty good about himself. You know how I know that? He, for some reason, was feeling pretty good about himself before this happened. He said yeah. so a number of weeks back. So I would imagine he's feeling pretty good about himself. Or should I say, pretty bleeping good. We got good people. I'm proud of our people, and I'm, I'm proud of our process. Doesn't mean we're firing on all cylinders. Doesn't mean we're the best in class. But I think we're pretty f- good, personally. And uh, I'm proud of our people, and I'm also looking forward to 24 being a better year than 23. See, the thing about that is, if he had said that last night, that'd be one thing. If he had said that after he got Soto, that'd be one thing. He swerved way out of his lane to make that statement a few weeks back. Pretty good, personally. Hey, man, how are you feeling about things? Pretty bleeping good, personally. So, this guy was looking for any camera and any mic that was hot so he could let the world know that he was proud of his people and that we're pretty bleeping good, Alvin. Pretty f- good, personally. And uh, I'm proud of our people, and I'm also looking forward to 24 being a better year than 23. All right, so the key about that is he made that statement before that trade went down. So, I would imagine Cash is feeling a lot better than pretty bleeping good right now. Pretty f- good, personally. Had to make that deal. Had to get it done. Maybe now he can fit his big nuts through some wider hallways for making that deal. Had to get it done. Gave up a lot, and that's a one-year contract right now. Yeah, I know, I know. You're the Yankees. He'll get there. They'll have an entire year to pitch him. They'll give him more money than anybody has. I'm telling you, it's not a lock. Nothing is guaranteed except that they had to make that deal. Padre fan, get up in here. I'm I'm curious how you feel about this. Yankee fan, get up in here. I'm curious how you feel about this. 1-800-636-8686. And I wonder if Cash is done. I'm going to say he's not. Verdugo, previous to this, Soto right now, I don't think he's done. They're back to being the Yankees. And by that, I mean throwing Cash at it. Padres took their shot. Got close, didn't work.
You know, in today's world, it seems the best treatment is reserved for only a few. Well, Discover wants to change that by making everybody feel special. That's why with your Discover card, you have access to 24-7 live customer service, as well as $0 fraud liability, which means you're never held responsible for unauthorized purchases. Finally, no matter who you are or where you are in life, you'll feel special with Discover. Learn more at discover.com slash credit card. Limitations apply. We are joined right now by Dr. David Chow. He joins us via Zoom. Doc, it's good to have you back in the jungle. What's going on, Doc? I'm doing great. Thanks for having me on, Jim. How's life? Life is great. It's always good to have you on. So let's get caught up. Why don't we start first, Doc, with Trevor Lawrence. He becomes the latest big-name quarterback to go down. The Jags are calling it a high ankle sprain. He was seen yesterday without a walking boot. What do you think his prognosis is, and then when do you expect him to play again? Well, in-game by video, it looked bad, right? But we don't judge the reaction. But when you analyze the video, like I've done for 17 years in the NFL, we didn't expect there to be a break. We did not expect there to be injured reserve time, no surgery, and expect a quick return. Within minutes, we said the possibility for next week is alive. And we're still saying the possibility is alive. Stepped on the right foot, turned his right ankle. We actually don't believe it's a high ankle sprain, which would speak to why no boot and the whole deal. And I think it's still possible for him to play this Sunday versus the Browns. Not a guarantee, but obviously it bodes pretty well for week 15, but week 14, questionable, but the chance to play still alive. All right, so if it's not a high ankle sprain, what do you think it is? And then if it's not a high ankle sprain, why do you think the team would say that it is? Well, look, I'm not calling Doug Peterson a liar. He's not a medical person, and we deal with coach speak all the time. We do injury analysis versus reporting. And there are different types of standard low inversion ankle sprains. And the kind that Trevor Lawrence has probably involves what we call the ATF, anterior tib Taylor fibular ligament. So it's a little higher version of a basketball sprain. Maybe there's just some confusion in nomenclature. Maybe there's a little bit of gamesmanship. But as you pointed out, Jim, for the press conference yesterday, there was no boot, and he walked in and out without a boot. So that's clearly, pun intended, a step in the right direction. We're joined right now, pun taken. We're joined right now by the pro football doc. Doc, one more thing, one more angle about this. One of my listeners made the point that we have not seen a dude that jacked up trying to get down the tunnel since that little kid gave mean Joe Green his bottle of Coke back in the day. <laughs> Why do you think that Lawrence did not take a cart and should one of the medical people or trainers on hand have insisted on it? Well, when the, when it happened and there was some criticism, I said, look, you don't know what happened there. First of all, he many athletes waved the card off, and we found that to be true, number one. Number two, based on exam, if I, by video, can tell there's no fracture, if I'm there on the field and the Jacksonville Jaguars have a good team doctor there, no, there's no fracture. There's no harm there. Ankle sprains are often walked off the field. Look, I had a story once of an NFL player who, on the field, I said, I think you have a tibial plateau fracture. He insisted on walking off the field. And I said, okay, we'll have you on our shoulders. And a year later, he thanked me he's, because he said, I didn't ever want to get carted off, and that ended up being my last play in the NFL. So thank you for not carting me off. So there's much more to play into it. I get the optics of the look of up the tunnel, but the Jacksonville Jaguars medical staff didn't do anything wrong. It's called being human and dealing with the emotions of the injury. And Trevor Lawrence, you know, he wasn't making the ankle worse, letting him do what he wanted to do.
He is the pro football doc, breaking it down for us. All right, Doc, so another big story yesterday involved not a player but a coach, Mike McCarthy requiring surgery for acute appendicitis. What is the recovery like for that? And barring complications, is there any reason why he shouldn't be on the sideline for this weekend's showdown with Philadelphia? I've never examined Mike McCarthy, but I guarantee you he'll be on the sideline for the game against the Eagles. As a matter of fact, I'd be surprised if he doesn't show up to practice later this week to do something. Why do I say that? Look, I'm an orthopedic surgeon, but as a team physician, and I don't want to be an old guy telling stories, but look, this is not the first time. Coach Norv Turner for the San Diego Chargers in 2009, no one knew about this at the time. I've asked Coach Turner, he's allowed me to tell the story. He had emergency appendectomy surgery on Friday before the Ravens game in 2009 and coached on Sunday, and nobody even knew about it. No need, because if the coach misses Friday night, Saturday, walk through, no one even knows about it. The Cowboys had to announce it because Mike McCarthy would be missing you know, the practice time and media time, et cetera. That's why they had to announce it. But there is precedent for this, and no – Coach Turner wasn't on narcotics and made it through the game. It was a hot game. You know, he's coaches, coaches are tough. And I don't see Mike McCarthy coming close to missing this game based on past experiences. Hey, Doc, better to be an old guy telling stories than just an old guy. Stories rule. I think that's great. We're joined by the pro football. And I'll tell you a funny anecdote. Yes. And I'll tell you a funny anecdote about Coach Turner. We had a great relationship and we joked around some. And four weeks later, we had lost three of the last four games. And he waves me over to, in the training room. He goes, come over here. I'm mad at you. And I said, mad at me? For what? And I kind of had a laugh smirk in my face, figuring he was joking. He goes, no, I'm serious. He sits me down and goes, if you would have missed my diagnosis and let my appendix burst, we still would have lost three of the next four games. But everyone would be hailing me as the missing piece of the Messiah. Instead, I'm a horse's you-know-what. Well, we went on to be 13-3 and three that year, and that was the only three losses. So it all worked out that in the did. end. That is funny. We are talking to the pro football doc. I like that. Hey, let me ask you something that's not amusing. Panthers tight end Hayden Hurst's father says that his son was diagnosed with post-traumatic amnesia. What is that exactly? Yeah, appreciate your bringing that up. And, you know, I, I don't want to mess around with uh, anything related to mental health or head injury, et cetera. Very serious thing. Uh, I, look, I don't know Hayden Hurst, but I've been on his podcast the last couple of years. He literally has a mental health podcast in the offseason because of mental health awareness. People probably know his story from college and how he ended up getting into the NFL. Post-traumatic amnesia. It's symptoms after a concussion, the trauma, where you're forgetful. And I'm not making light of the situation, not making fun of it, and not making an exact comparison. But for your audience, it's kind of like 50 First Dates, the movie, with Adam Sandler and Drew Barrymore, if you if you remember that, where he keeps going on first dates with her because she forgets that there was a first date and doesn't remember. So you don't remember things going forward, which is very scary. Uh, the hit itself, you can never judge concussions by a hit, didn't look that bad. A month of symptoms is significant. We can all hope he gets better and returns this year, but there are bigger priorities in life. The only good piece of this news is that this apparently is his first documented concussion, but obviously there's some lingering lasting symptoms. And, you know, uh, for a guy who's very concerned about mental health, 
and done a lot to help people. We hope him the best. Pro Football Doc joining us. Hey, Doc, really quickly, you don't pick games per se, but you do do injury analysis. When you look at that matchup tonight, who is the healthier of the two teams, and do you have a lean on anything, a prop bet or the game itself based on health? You know, thanks for asking, Rome. Look, I'm not a tout. I don't pick games and stuff. We just do scores and injuries and look at where advantages are. There are some definite advantages tonight. For example, maybe looking at uh, Hunter Henry because potentially three key linebackers out for the Pittsburgh Steelers. So yeah, an under is a popular you know number, popular position to take, but the number keeps dropping. Look, we'll do this for your Rome listeners. You know, our guy Craig always wants to do something nice for you, Jim, and the Rome listeners. If you go to SICscore.com and sign up for sick picks, put in promo code Rome. You'll get all the picks tonight and for this weekend completely free. And our best, best picks have been 5-0-1. We've been over 60% on the season with these picks. Look, Follow them if you like, or double your unit if that's, it matches what you're thinking, or do half a unit if it doesn't. Use it as a resource, but you can have all the picks, all your listeners for free, promo code Rome. Hey, that's pretty big a dater to finally pick me up. Craig Dater, we're talking about your guy, my guy. Hey, listen, I, w- I want to be clear about the website too, Doc. It's free. Almost the entire website is free, except there are premium parts of it that you would pay money. Hit that one more time, because I want the clones to understand this. These things, at 60%. You're not going to do better anywhere, really, than 60%. And if these picks are free, where do they go to get them? If they use the promo code Rome. Go to SICscore.com. Go to the pick section, promo code Rome. We've got a hot one tonight for the Thursday game. And uh, and those hot ones in the last two weeks have been five zero and one, and it's absolutely free. Check it out. Uh, you know we appreciate you, uh, Jim. So uh, want to make sure all your listeners are are hooked up here. The record's been good, and it's based off of injury advantages, and and not just everyone knows about the starting quarterback, right? But do you really know about the Pittsburgh Steelers linebackers? I mean, that's kind of what we work off of and who might play and who might not play and advantages. For example, one of our guaranteed picks this last Monday was Jamar Chase over. What was he? 12 catches, 130 yards, like more than two and a half times his yardage in that Jake Browning game. So in other words, it's another tool. Doc, really quickly, before you go, when you consider all the marquee quarterbacks that are going down, the league is on pace to have a record. 73 quarterbacks start a game this season. That would be a record. Given all the rules that are in place to protect quarterbacks, why are they still still going down at a record pace? Well, number one is it's the not contact sport of football, but collision sport of football. Number two, how quarterbacks are getting hurt by and large it's out of the pocket. All the protections are in the pocket. And I'm not saying they're pure running quarterbacks. There are a lot of running quarterbacks, but there are a lot of quarterbacks that are mobile and extend plays. Even Trevor Lawrence, he was trying to move out of the pocket and extend plays. Even the first injury of the season when I was on before Aaron Rodgers and Achilles, he was trying to escape the sack of Leonard Floyd and he tore his Achilles trying to extend plays. Uh, Lamar Jackson, the last two seasons, his ankle and his PCL has been rolling out of the pocket, et cetera. Not just as a pure runner, but extending plays. That's what makes great quarterbacks great and that extra thing. Look, C.J. Stroud is making a name for himself by extending plays. He hasn't been hurt, which is good so far, but it puts you in more danger. If you go back to, once again, telling stories, my guy, Philip Rivers, had the longest starting streak 
forever as a quarterback because guess what? He didn't leave the pocket. He got rid of the football. Style of play comes into it a little bit. And perhaps offensive line differences in terms of how the college game and the pro game is different in terms of protection and offensive line depth probably contributes to that as he well. He is on it. The pro football doc. Doc, great job. Really appreciate it. Thanks so much. Have a great weekend. Nice job. Are you craving some protein after a good workout? Probably so. Listen, this time don't make a shake. Do not eat a bar. Grab instead a bag of beef jerky from Old Trapper. That's my go-to. Why Old Trapper? Because Old Trapper beef jerky is tasty and it's tender and it's made from real strips of steak and quality spices that are smoked over a real wood fire. Plus, Old Trapper is a family-owned business. I know this family, and I know they take smoked beef extremely seriously so you can taste it in every single bite. I mean, who wants dried Rough beef in a bag. Nobody. It's like eating an old shoe. Old Trapper, though, is the real deal. And it comes in four amazing flavors. Old-fashioned, teriyaki, peppered, and hot and spicy. So the next time you want a great protein and energy snack that you can have anytime, anywhere, grab some Old Trapper beef jerky. Look for it in the Clearview bag. Look for it in major retail stores near you. If you don't see it, just ask for it by name because no other jerky compares. Old Trapper, what's your beef? Believe it or not, the Yankees and the Padres both won 82 games last year. Both teams, 82-80, and 80, which is kind of shocking because if you ask fans of either team, both teams were unmitigated disasters last year. Very similar clubs in the sense that they had very similar payrolls. Similar payrolls, similar expectations and a similar failure to meet any of those expectations or even come remotely close. But finally, after that slow motion, Juan Soto trade was finally realized or finalized last night, and now it seems like these two teams have a much clearer vision of the future. Also, two teams that are now moving in opposite directions. Man, when things go, when things change, they change quickly. For instance, the Juan Soto to the Yankees trade is franchise-altering for both teams, but in different ways. For the Yankees, it is a real Yankee move, and for the first time in a long time. The kind of move that Yankee fan has been desperate for, clamoring for. The kind of move that Yankee lineup desperately needed. Because excluding Aaron Judge, and I don't care what other bats have been in that lineup, last couple of years, that lineup has been straight up horrendous the last couple of seasons. They needed something. They needed pop badly. They needed a lefty bat badly. They needed a dude who fits what they do, namely, sees a lot of pitches, hits a lot of bombs. And if there's one guy that fits that profile perfectly, it's Juan Soto. Potentially a slam dunk for the Yankees. A slam dunk because this dude is already a generational bat. And he arguably hasn't even entered his prime yet. But I say potentially because he has only one year left on that deal. And him re-upping is obviously the Yankees' plan. It's the Yankees' desire, but that's no lock. One, he's represented by Scott Boris. Two, what if the Yankee experience somehow is a bad one? What if this season somehow goes sideways for him or for them? I mean, there absolutely is risk in this. That said, the Yankees had to take that big swing. They had to get it done.
because to not do so and have another crappy year and sink even further into irrelevance would have been the biggest risk of all. They had to do this. They had no choice. On the flip side, I would say the same thing about the Padres. They had to do this. They had no choice. But for them, it's extremely bittersweet. Yes, they did all right in this trade. They did. They did aight in this trade. In fact, better than aight. They did aight plus. But they didn't bring this dude in to move him. They brought this dude in to shock the world and make San Diego not only America's finest city, but America's finest baseball team. And it damn near worked, right? It damn near worked until it didn't. That championship window now is no longer open. It's shut. It's shut. It was open. It's shut. The question is, is it painted over and nailed shut? Time will tell. But they did what they had to do because there was no way in hell they were going to re-sign Soto. We know this. They had to get what they could get. We know that. And considering everybody in baseball knew that they had to move this guy, that's going to hurt their leverage. They actually made out pretty well. Even if they didn't get any monsters in return, they did get quality. They did get arms, multiple arms, and they got some depth. In fact, what I'm saying is they got something, which is more than nothing, which is exactly what the Angels got for Shohei. Hey, speaking of which, Shohei, my dude, let me ask you something. What's your dog's name? Just kidding. Don't block me. Don't block me, Shohei. So, where does that leave us? Yankee fan is hyped. These tools are depressed. That's what's in. Both teams had to make this deal for very different reasons. Padre fan, it was awesome, wasn't it? It was awesome until it wasn't. Yankee fan, maybe it can be awesome once again. I don't know what's going to happen long term, but at least for one year, it's going to be pretty awesome, potentially. But to do nothing would have been even more devastating than San Diego fan watching a future Hall of Famer walk out that door, entering the prime of his career. But once again, they did get arms and catching and depth. And that's a lot more than what the Angels got for Shohei, namely a rosin bag. You know, Brian Cashman's got to be feeling pretty good about himself. You know how I know that? He, for some reason, was feeling pretty good about himself before this happened. He said yeah. so a number of weeks back. So I would imagine he's feeling pretty good about himself. Or should I say, pretty bleeping good. We got good people. I'm proud of our people, and I'm, I'm proud of our process. Doesn't mean we're firing on all cylinders. Doesn't mean we're the best in class. But I think we're pretty f- good, personally. And uh, I'm proud of our people, and I'm also looking forward to... 24 being a better year than 23. See, the thing about that is, if he had said that last night, that'd be one thing. If he had said that after he got Soto, that'd be one thing. He swerved way out of his lane to make that statement a few weeks back. Pretty f- good, personally. Hey, man, how you feeling about things? Pretty bleeping good, personally. So, this guy was looking for any camera and any mic that was hot so he could let the world know that he was proud of his people and that we're pretty bleeping good, Alvin. Pretty f- good, personally. And uh, I'm proud of our people, and I'm also looking forward to 24 being a better year than 23. All right, so the key about that is he made that statement before that trade went down. So, I would imagine Cash is feeling a lot better than 
pretty bleeping good right now. Pretty good, personally. Had to make that deal. Had to get it done. Maybe now he can fit his big nuts through some wider hallways for making that deal. Had to get it done. Gave up a lot, and that's a one-year contract right now. Yeah, I know, I know. You're the Yankees. He'll get there. They'll have an entire year to pitch him. They'll give him more money than anybody has. I'm telling you, it's not a lock. Nothing is guaranteed, except that they had to make that deal. Padre fan, get up in here. I'm I'm curious how you feel about this. Yankee fan, get up in here. I'm curious how you feel about this. 1-800-636-8686. And I wonder if Cash is done. I'm going to say he's not. Verdugo, previous to this, Soto right now, I don't think he's done. They're back to being the Yankees. And by that, I mean throwing cash at it. Padres took their shot, got close, didn't work. U.S. Cellular wants to help everybody get the gift of connection this holiday season. Already a customer? This applies to you, too, because right now, new and current customers can get any phone, and I mean any phone, for free. Yes, really free. Sounds like it's time to make the switch. Spread holiday cheer far and wide this season with a new phone. Everybody can get the gift of connection at U.S. Cellular. Get any phone free today. U.S. Cellular, built for us. Terms apply. Visit uscellular.com for details. Here we are. Here, Here we are. the bleep Here we, are. we are. I'm just going to be real with you. I'm not going to lie. I hate this game. I hate it from a spectator standpoint. I hate it from a gambling standpoint. So you know what I, I think I'll do? To hear that. You know what I think I'll do, Head? What's that? Since I hate it from a spectator standpoint, mm-hmm. and I hate it from a gambling standpoint, I think I'll go ahead and watch it. <laughs> and I think I'll go ahead and bet on it. Because I have an awesome attitude about all things, even things that are ass. What's going on, Head? How you doing? Well, I'm doing great, Jim. I'm doing great. You're not excited about a game that's over, under, of 30 is the lowest total in 30 years when Drew Bledsoe and David Klingler did battle back in the day? Dude, that's incredible. Right? Is it really? Yeah, surprising on Bledsoe. I thought it was I was going to say, that was my next something. point. What? How yeah. in the world is Drew Bledsoe involved in the lowest over-under ever? I don't know. I thought it would have been like Hugh Millen or something. I was shocked when I saw the box score on that one. So, did you say, yeah. or Chad Henney, did you Chad say Henney. Yeah. Did you say Bledsoe and Klingler or Carr? Klingler. Okay, Klingler, there you go. <laughs> He's got a I lot mean, of run this year on the show. He, he, well, every time you can, you bring him up. He, even more ironic since the guy used to throw for like 900 yards a game in college, ironic. right? I know, at Houston. Yep. All right, so mm-hmm. that that we know the over-under. Mm-hmm. Has the number itself changed? What is it? Because it was a nice fat six last I looked. What is it now? What are you doing with this game? It still is the same number there. The Steelers are favored by six. I'm taking Pittsburgh and laying the points here. As you said, bad, bad offensive football. little bitch. I know, I know. Thank you. Appreciate that part. Let's start with the Pats offense. They average 12.3 points per game. It's the lowest average of any team since the 2011 Rams. In the last three games, they've been at their worst and averaging 4.3 points per game. The Tim Boyle, Trevor Simeon, Kook Hunter-led Jets have an even Trevor Price them and doubled them up over that time span. And even worse, um, they got shut out by Brandon Staley's defense last week, Jim. That's yeah, not dude, good. can you get off this guy? But actually, that's not fair. They're not. I like Brandon. I always preface that. I like Brandon. They're mm-hmm. not a good defensive team. No, they're not at all. Considering he's a defensive genius, they're not a good defensive team. Yeah, genius, like I am, right? 
Sorry. Head, you're anyway. on fire. Go yeah. ahead, dude. Tonight, you just the, stay the hell out of your way, dude. You're feeling it today. It's even worse. The Patriots will be without their top three targets in the passing game, while one of those guys also happens to be their best running back. As for the Steelers, a week after rallying over the bleep canning of Matthew Nova Scotia, they took another collective dump in their pants again against an Arizona defense that ranks 30th in DVOA. I saw a funny stat, too, for the season. The Carolina Panthers have been outgained by 465 yards and are 1-11. The Steelers have been outgained by 641 yards and are 7-6. and six. But here's why. Turnover margin. Only the 49ers have a better turnover margin per game than Pittsburgh does. And alongside the ass commanders, the Pats are the worst team in that category in the NFL. That should be the difference. Don't let that uh, face-licking boy of hoods turn uh, you over, Mitchell, whatever your name is, more than your D does. Say it, dude. Zappy guy. Say it. Trubisky? Mitch Trubisky. That guy right there. Say it, dude. Get it yeah. right. Trubisky. Mitch Trubisky. I'm going to forgive yeah. you for butchering Trubisky. Mitch Trubisky. But the Steelers, dude, they're not 7-6. and six. They're 7-5, and five, right? Are they 7-5? Yeah. No, wait. Do I got to look at the thing? They're 7-5, dude. Are they? Okay. So they've, they've yeah, outscored right. their guys that much. You're right. You are no genius. Yeah. They're 7-5. They're, they're mm-hmm. Yeah, it's amazing. Finish your not thought. at all. That was my thought. Turnover battle is going to win the whole thing, but lucky um, Mitch should be able to outplay Zappy, I think. Mitch, um, Mitch Trubisky, that guy. Trubisky, he, dude. Trubisky. And us, Mitch Trubisky. That guy, Jim, right there. He and us betters are lucky the Pats are ass. Steelers minus six. Dude, I love the way you just kept Mitching him. Mitching him. Oh, Mitching yeah. him. Listen, I can't wrap my head around. I cannot wrap my head. Mm-hmm. Head. Mm-hmm. I can't wrap my head, head, around Mitch Trubisky and Bailey Zappi. Going up against each other in an NFL game that actually counts. Are we sure this is week 14 of the regular season and not week two of the exhibition season? (laughs) Per usual, I would never waste three plus hours of my life watching this if they did not pay me to do so. And per usual, they don't pay me enough to do this. The Patriots, as you point out, have the worst offense in the league. The Steelers are not much better than that. And that was when they had tiny hands under center. But they don't now. Who do they have? I'm asking you, Head, who do they have? Mitch Trubisky. Mitch Trubisky. Pretty good, dude. That guy. Pretty good. Pretty good. You're well on your way. Both teams actually do play some defense. The Steelers are top 10 defensively. The Pats, and I think you pointed this out, they actually have held the opposition to under 11 points three straight games. And, of course, they've lost all three. Mm -hmm. That is not easy to do. No. In fact, not only is that not easy to do, no, no, no. it had never been done before. No, don't do that. Don't do that. <laughs> not only is that not easy to do, it had never been done until the Pats just did it. So six to me feels like a huge number. And I don't have a strong lean either way because of the two teams and that number. But, but, but the Steelers are miraculously 7-5. and five. How they won seven games, I've got no idea, but they're still alive in the playoff chase. But yes, they do make plays defensively, although the doc did come in here and talk about how banged up they are at linebacker. True. They are at home. Mm-hmm. It is a short week. Mm-hmm. That's right. They're going up against a garbage Pats team. Mm-hmm. Mitch Trubisky, Trubisky is looking to keep his career Mitch alive. Mitch Trubisky. Okay. I don't feel good about this, Ed, mm-hmm. but I will be a chalky little bitch. Beautiful. I will swallow hard. I will lay the points. I will ride with you. Steelers, minus six. Love to see it. Love to see it. We, we win together. We lose together. To Are you going to play that over under? Do you see any other props you like? 
No over-under. Not going to play that one, but I do have one prop. No. Dude, I'm shocked. You're not. Why not? If you were going to play one, it's under. I mean, both teams are trending that way. Even as low as it is, it's 30. You'd go under if you wanted to probably. But I'm not going to do that right now. I'm going to actually do a prop here. I'm going with the weird dude who rides an imaginary horse in the locker room while spanking himself. Spanking himself as he emulates riding the horse. That guy right there, yes. To score a touchdown at plus one Why is he weird? He's kind of strange Zeke. Okay, it's strange Zeke instead of weird Zeke. That's right. My bad. Strange Zeke, yeah. Strange is good. We love strange. Um, Dude's only scored two touchdowns all season, though, And but there's no Stevenson tonight. Zeke might get that ball 20 times. And if the Pats could do anything offensively, it could happen in the run game. They do have an advantage in the trenches there. So strange Zeke plus 185 to score a touchdown tonight. That's interesting. That, that that's an interesting play. Who mm. even knew that he was still playing for them? Nobody, but they will tonight. Well, if they watch, I, yeah. I actually like that play. Mm. I think, I yeah. think. All right, head. Run, maybe. run it yeah. back. Two plays for tonight's game. What are they? Steelers minus six v Pats. Zeke Elliott to score Mitch a touchdown Kabuski. at plus one eighty five. And for everybody who hates this game tonight, blame Dave Roberts. <laughs> Boy, nice job, Ed. I like it. It's all Dave Roberts' fault. The big head, James Kelly. I said I'm not going to run this thing out. We're going to go tight, lean and mean, unless you get some good rhythm, and I can justify carrying it out. You feel me? Let's do this. First, we start with the phones. Let's go to Kansas. Donovan. Good to have you, Donovan. What's your beef? Hey, my beef is with the win probability meter. Telling me the three teams I bet on are 90% likely to win, only for them all to lose by double digits. Out. I feel you, dude. James Kelly talked me into a three-team parlay last week. I never play the parlays. I got beat, too. I know. I feel you. Hey, no risk, no reward, but way to keep it tight. I like that. Brevity. He was concise. Let's go to Charleston. Miles in Charleston. Miles, what is your beef? Rome, there's still places in this country where people can smoke. And so if I'm in the smoking section ripping a heater and you're giving me a weird look, I got a beef with you, bro. You go somewhere else. I'm out. That's interesting, dude. Uh, I think that you and the other five smokers who are left in this world would feel that way. Here's the problem, dude. There might be a smoking section, except you can't sequester your emphysema. It travels. That's the problem with smoking, all right? Secondhand smoke. If it just stayed right where you stayed, we wouldn't have an issue. But it doesn't. It's smoke. (laughs) Smoker finally fights back. I didn't even know that at this point, who would take offense? Like, who still smokes? That guy. 1-800. And if you're thinking it's going to be, you know what, Rome? I've had your back for 25 years. Enough, all right. In fact, enough. I'm gone. I don't care about you. I'm not listening to this show anymore. And my response will be, I would never, ever say good. Don't let the door hit you unless you smoke. I- I'm going to risk losing the three smokers that still smoke. 1-800-636-8686. So far, so good. Let's go to Arizona. Robert, good to have you. What's your beef? Hey, Jim. My beef is with Starbucks. Fix your damn nitro cold brew machine. Every black coffee coffee drinker knows it's the best-tasting black coffee on the market. Time for us to get our own machine. I know, right? Strong beef. Strong beef. 
I had this conversation with somebody the other day. They're like, man, I'm not about that place. I'm not about that place, man. The coffee's burnt. Doesn't taste good. I'm like, you know, it's not the best coffee, but the nitro is a different animal altogether. What I don't need to do is get up early on Saturday morning in my pajamas, get in my car, go to the drive-thru, which is nowhere near where I live, to get my nitro, only to be told for the second straight week that the nitro machine is broken. What do you mean your nitro machine is broken? You're a coffee house. You're the ultimate coffee house. What do you mean you have no nitro? That'd be like me rolling into a Starbucks. Yeah, man, I'll have a, a cup of coffee. Yeah, we have no coffee. What do you mean you have no coffee? You're Starbucks. It's the, it's the equivalent. We don't have any nitro. Three for three. Hey, yeah, but by the way, don't tell me what you think I want to hear. Give me your actual beef. Let's go to Denver. Rick. Good to have you. Rick, what's your beef? All right. You know, I just want to mention lifelong Patriot fans. Love them. I don't have a, a Gronk jersey. I don't have a Tom Brady jersey. I have a Steve Grogan jersey. And Bill Belichick, man, I love you to death. I don't want to go down the rabbit hole between Brady and Belichick. Who caused that dominant error? But as they say out here in Colorado, if you live in a ski town, you don't break up with your girlfriend. You just give up your turn. Give up your turn. I'm out. Wow, dude. Interesting analogy. Give up your turn. Give up your turn. 1-800-636-8686. Bob Kraft is going to give up his turn. Belichick will be done at the end of the year. I think it's pretty much a given at this point. Especially if they get beat tonight. They both need a break from each other. He'll get the record. It may take 10 years to get the record. But he'll get the record. It just won't be with the Patriots. We are rolling telephone calls. I will get to your written beefs. Let's go to Texas. Terry in Texas. Terry, good to have you. What's your beef? Yeah, Jim, my beef with deadbeat dads who show up once every three months with a stuffed animal for a teenager. Meanwhile, I get to pay the water bill, electric bill, grocery bill, cable bill. You get the point. That's my beef. Go Bills, I guess. I'm out. My man, damn, that got real. My beef is with the real dad that shows up once every three months with a stuffed animal when I get stuck paying the bills. That's the stepdad having a beef with the real dad. Bro, you think you got a problem? How about the real kid? If you got a problem with the real dad, I'm guessing the real kid has an even bigger problem with the real dad, even if you're the best stepdad. Good job. You know what? You're doing pretty well. Let's go to Florida, Gannon. Gannon, what's your beef? My beef is with the College Football Players Committee, uh, Florida State fan, granted, but they earned the right to be there. They have found a way to win every single game. Alabama looked as bad against Auburn and Arkansas and South Florida as they looked good against... Uh... That's not a good call. No. Never mind that it was like the stalest beef ever. I mean, okay, on Monday, on Monday, my man's still bent. 1-800-636-8686. Well, it was a pretty good run, but that guy ended it. Should we go to Written Beefs, Tommy? Let's do it. You can thank your boy right there for that. Hey, Jim, my beef is with all the clones... And their area codes. I'm Joe Blow from the 510. Who really cares? 
Are you ashamed that you live in Oakland or is it some secret code? Why should I waste my time Googling area codes to see who's calling in? Jerry from St. George, Utah. I mean the 435. Dude, I'm going to overlook the fact that you can't spell waste or there. Bro, they're not ashamed of where they live. When they tell you their area code, it's because they're representing. They're proud of where they live. They're not ashamed. If they were ashamed, they say something like, yeah, I'm Joe Blow from California. Because they don't want you to know what part of California they're from if they're ashamed of Oaktown. And believe me, nobody is ashamed of Oakland. In fact, why don't you roll up on anybody from Oakland and talk junk about where they're from and see how that goes? Now, do you got that twisted? They're giving you the area code because they're proud, not ashamed. You're welcome. Dear Jim, my beef is with my 14-year-old cat. From 7 in the morning to 2 p.m., he meows as if he was in heat or calling out a fox to come out and put him out of his misery. Hey, cat, I love you. I know life can be boring and pointless, but you making me want to go Kevin Mitchell on your head will not make it better for you. Out. Paul in Montreal, dude, that's harsh. But not as harsh as Mitch going Mitch on that cat. And by the way, Mitch, respect, bro. To this day, I'm still terrified of Kevin Mitchell. And I believe that story. That that famous, famous story. Was it Straw's cat? I don't know, man. Mitch terrifies me. Kevin Mitchell still made the single greatest defensive play I have ever seen in baseball history. Google that. What up, Mitch? Hey, Rome, I have a beef. That's a former MVP right there, Kevin Mitchell. I have a beef with people who go to social media to post questions, looking for feedback, when you could have just taken the time you just wasted posting that question to look it up yourself. How do you navigate your way to social media but can't figure out how to use the internet? Eric in Connecticut. Fair point, except that they don't want the answer, man. They want the engagement. That's why they do that. Rome? My beef isn't with the Jardians lady. Dude, you're already on such thin ice for saying that. But I'll play along. My beef isn't with the Jardians lady. I want to make it very clear. This is not a JN beef. My beef is with the producers who made that poor sap selling produce at the farmer's market dance with her. Dude looks so over it. Todd no longer in Hermosa. Hey, Todd, no longer in Hermosa. You're also no longer in the jungle. You're gone, dude. That is, in fact, a JN blast when I told you not to do it. There are no loopholes to that. That's cut and dried, black and white. You can't go there. There are no loopholes. Jimmers. Oh, I got beef. Beef with all these fat broads dancing around the fountain outside my office building. The line for the Krispy Kreme is on the other side of the parking lot, you heifers. Quit denting. Good night now!